Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a Tuesday edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast, Tuesday after Memorial Day. Hope everyone had a relaxing weekend, a good weekend, a weekend full of remembrance. And But if we're being completely honest, and I put this in the in the uh, email that went out over the weekend, it is also a, a weekend to have some fun. Not saying that we should celebrate the death of any soldier, but if, if we have to choose between being happy over the weekend and sad over the weekend. I think that the soldiers who did give their life for the country would much rather us enjoy our freedoms, enjoy our liberties than to spend every year sad. Um, so I put that out in our, fa- in our fact spots, not our facts, but just our email yesterday that uh, if, if there's ever, if there's any group of people out there who absolutely deserve a toast, it's the fallen military heroes, men and women who died in uniform fighting for this country. Um, it, it's something that has been on my mind a lot. It always comes on my mind every year because you always hear people say happy Memorial Day and you don't really want to say happy Memorial Day. It's not like it's, it's a happy holiday. It's, it's, a, it's a day of remembrance, but it's also not a sad holiday either right? because it, it's, a, it's a holiday about pride, about, about being proud of, of those men and women who sacrificed. It kind of reminds me, I put this in the email, it kind of reminds me of a jazz funeral. Anyone who's ever been to a funeral in New Orleans knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's where they take the casket and they basically parade it through the street. And and as they are bringing the casket to the the cemetery, it's very solemn music. They're they're playing uh, slow dirges and hymns, and everyone's very very solemn. But once the body is is buried and and interned in the in the earth, the whole tenor shifts and, and it stops being about solemnity and it becomes a dance party in the street where everyone's dancing and celebrating the life of the person they just laid to rest. I think that Memorial Day, it's somewhere in the middle of those two. It's not just everyone bowing their heads. And I understand if if you lost a loved one in in combat or in in the armed forces, and then this is always going to be a day that really hangs heavy on you. But just know, yeah, sure, there's people out there who are drinking, who are are treating this like a long weekend. We'll get to that in a second with Kamala Harris. And, And they're ignorant. But the rest of us, it is okay to barbecue, to have a couple beers, to raise a toast. It, it, people get a little touchy about it. But where I fall on it, it, it's like one of those jazz funerals from New Orleans. Yes, it's a day to remember the sacrifice that was paid by so many. But it's also a day to celebrate that sacrifice because without them, we wouldn't be here. right? And honestly, if you asked any of those men or women who laid down their lives for this country, I, I guarantee you they would want us all to be barbecuing, spending time with our family, and yeah, throwing back a few beers. Well, Kamala Harris is in that ignorant category, without a doubt. Did you see the did you see the tweet that she put out over the weekend? Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is this is how Kamala Harris, from an official US government account, wanted to honor Memorial Day. She said, enjoy the long weekend, and then a picture of her looking to the side and smiling. 
usually, I mean, th this is what I mean by th there's a difference between the, the ignorant who, who think this is just a day to get drunk and the rest of us who yeah understand that this is a, this is a very solemn day, but also understanding that just like those jazz funerals, these men and women are to be celebrated, not just mourned for eternity. This is the other side. This is the ignorant side where she says, enjoy your long weekend. And then a picture of her, right? It's the combination. It's the, it's the ignorance of obviously not putting out what the holiday is actually about, what the day of remembrance is actually about. It's that part. But then it's also the, the, the self-importance of it that she tweets out a picture of herself as if she has just given everyone a day off. And that's it. Really interesting stuff. Now, she put out a tweet later, kind of obviously commemorating Memorial Day. But this is the first one that, that went out from Kamala Harris, just proving how out of touch she is. Absolutely. We can go ahead and take that down, Mr. Producer. Hit that share button if you haven't already. We're going to be getting to a lot of stuff today about how the left is sabotaging the audits, how they're trying to sabotage election integrity efforts. We're going to talk a little bit about um, Arizona. We're going to talk about Texas, We're going to talk about Georgia. And if we have some time, a little bit about New Hampshire as well. I'd hope that Joe would be here since this is right in his wheelhouse. Not entirely sure where he is. He might call in later, or if he if he gets here late, we'll bring him on late. Um, other bit of news is Mr. Producer Josh is back from his very long vacation. Josh, why don't you say hi to everyone? Hello, everybody. It yeah, there's those nice sultry trip. tones. This is the deep, sultry tones of yeah. Josh's voice. Well, Josh, you had a fill-in, and he did... Fantastic, from what I heard, 100%. Okay, he did, he did, he did okay. No, they were great guys. I really appreciate them filling in for me. They, it, oh, no. They learned a lot. Greatly appreciate Just a few amount of days, i got to admit. Great, greatly appreciated, so, yeah. but it's one of those moments where it makes us realize how much we missed you. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. It just goes, not, not saying that they did a bad job, just that... When, when you have a fill-in and you have people trying to do a job that they've never done before, yeah, sometimes they get fat fingers, sometimes they, they slip and, uh, up. It's I okay. pretty much know where you and, and Joe are at, right, when you're asking for something, because we've worked together so long yeah. now that I, I know when you want to go to your screen before you do, right? But they don't know yeah. that, and that's just all that we miss. And they'll get there, so I'm glad. Yeah, they'll is. get here. Well, I'm glad you're back. Colorado. And, yeah. Yeah, and you're not allowed to go on vacation for at least another six months, so. Okay. Don't okay. even think about it. We already had that talk <laughs> inside the building. So <laughs> <laughs> don't even think about it. Not going to happen. Um, well, welcome back, Josh. Everyone is excited. People saying that Thank they want to eat some spicy food. Not entirely sure why, uh, but because you started I, I would, something, you yeah. started something. And then now they're like, yeah, let's just Josh to eat something spice. Let's watch him suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Guys. <laughs> Thanks. No, I, lo I love that. I love where I'm at in this. Well, everyone excited about Josh being back. Hit that share button if you haven't already. Give us a thumbs up on DLive. Continue commenting. If you have lemons to give, we'll accept them. And we give the lemons back as quickly as we get them. No lemons were given away yesterday, so we're doing a big distribution right now to everyone watching on DLive. We're also live on Twitch and on conservative-daily.com. So this first part of the podcast is brought to you by MyPillow. Mr. Producer, go ahead and put up the MyPillow uh, little overlay. If you use our promo code, CD21, Charlie Delta 21, the MyPillow pillows with that promo code are the lowest they have ever been. $29.99. Just think about that. Use the promo code CD21. You help support the show, help support Mike Lindell, and you get a MyPillow for the lowest price they have ever been offered. I believe it's $29.99. 
I paid more. I paid more for when I bought mine at Costco, without a doubt. So again, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code CD21, and you'll get up to 66% off. And the MyPillow, just the queen pillows, are the cheapest they have ever been. So make sure you head over there and check that out. We can go ahead and take that down. Uh, before we get into all of it, Josh, as you know, it's a very important day today, June first. Do you know what? Do you know what today mean, means? It, it, it's June first. It's June day. It's June first. It's it's April Fool. No, um, uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, my first day back. It's my first day. Back. It is. It is apparently Gay Month. It, it is. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a better a better term for it. Gay Pride Month. I, I don't know. It feels like okay. we didn't. We just have that. I, I, I don't that know. Was what I, May was March. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. It's it's so confusing. I'm getting tired. If you notice, every single month is a, is a holiday. It's like a whole month, and it's all to push leftism, yeah. right? So like like Black History Month. Yeah, there are a lot of Black conservatives out there, but by and large, that's a month used to push leftism, right? Women's History Month. That is by and large a month to push leftism. Is that that's- there's no there's no like. Conservative white gentleman month. Uh-huh. We don't we don't get one of those. Um, but it is Gay Pride Month. Is it is it is that the is that the term? People can tell I'm, me I'm in the up. in the comment. I think it's. Do we just call it Gay Month? I don't know if there's a straight month. Uh, there's not a but, straight um, month that I'm aware of. I thought it was just Pride Month. Is it Pride Month? Well, on on. Well, um, I don't know. The internet. Should it's, say oh, gay sorry. Pride. It is it is LGBT Pride Month. That's oh. what it is. Um, and, and this always really confuses me because, Josh, you know the history of – well, not the history, but you know the theology behind the rainbow, right? Uh, Howard uh, Milk, right? He was the one that kind of made that his – No, 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 the theology, not oh, the – Oh, the, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. You mean – The rainbow when, um, was is God's covenant to man after yeah, he flooded after the, the earth. flood earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Promising so that he will – thing that everybody pushes then? I, I don't know. But the rainbow – is in the Bible, it is a covenant between God and man promising that he will never again destroy the earth to rid it of sin. Mm-hmm. So what are we, where are we at today? Go ahead, put up my screen. We have Gay Pride Month adopting this. So we put this up on our Facebook page today. Is there anything dumber than taking God's symbol from the last time he destroyed the earth and waving it around as a symbol of sin? I cannot imagine anything dumber. These people truly must believe there is no God. Because that is just, it just seems so stupid. The last time he destroyed the earth because it was consumed in sin, they're going to take that symbol of the covenant and, and basically adopt it as a symbol of, of sin. Very strange. Very, very strange. So, as you know, we, we are big fans of conservative governors. We're going to take down my screen now. And there's been a competition between Ron DeSantis and... Governor Abbott in Texas, Florida versus Texas. I don't know if it's a real comp- competition, but I see it as a competition of who can be the more conservative governor. So it is LGBT Pride Month. Everyone, make sure you celebrate. Oh, where's my, where's my noisemaker? Oh man, oh Dude, no, there's no noisemaker. I, 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 I cleaned. I I know. Sheesh. We'll just do sheesh, yeah, just like all the kids do nowadays. Sheesh. Um. <laughs> so Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott are kind of in this back and forth, saying who will be more conservative and every week they try to one-up each other this is how ron DeSantis celebrated the first day of lgbt pride month put up my screen this is from wfla news on first day of pride month ron DeSantis signs bill banning transgender females from girls and women's sports 
So <laughs> that's one way. That's one way to celebrate LGBT Pride Month, Ron DeSantis. That's one way to do it. That's a bold move. Also, it's a very bold move. I love it, but that's a bold move. <laughs> that's a bold move there, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for you. So there's other news. I don't want to spend too much time on LGBT Pride Month because I'm sure we'll, we'll be doing these memes throughout the month. But there's other news. Remember a while back, Mr. Producer, when we talked about the transgender woman, the man, biological man, identifying Absolutely, as a yeah, woman, yeah. entering into weightlifting competitions mm -hmm. in Australia. I think it was Australia. No, New Zealand. Crushing New Zealand. records. And, and crushing records, right? A guy who was in, in the competitions for weightlifting, just so-so, never really medaled, never really won. All of a sudden says, I'm a girl now, competes against the girls, and just smashes world records, dominates, gets, gets gold medals in the process. Well, this person... I don't want to misgender them. That's very rude. This person will now be competing. The person who now goes by Laurel Hubbard will now be competing in the Tokyo Olympics as a woman. Other female competitors, not that happy about this. Go ahead, put up my screen. This is one of the rivals. Belgian weightlifter Anna Van Bellingen. I guarantee I pronounced that wrong. Belgian weightlifter Anna Van Bellingen has described a decision to allow transgender Laurel Hubbard to compete at the Tokyo Olympics like a bad joke. So we are on the show. We have come out firmly against this. But if we're going to do it, let's just get it out there. Right. If, if we're going to let transgender women, biological men competing against girls, if we're going to let them compete at the Olympics, let's just do it. Let's do it so the whole world can see it and see what a farce it is. Because what you're going to have is you're going to have this transgender woman demolish the competition, get the gold medal, and you're going to have a bunch of women who've worked their entire lives to this moment crying on the side. So let, let the world see it. Because obviously, Belgium is no conservative powerhouse. right? You're, you're going to probably see a lot of left-leaning countries come out against this as they watch this biological man competing against girls, just smashing records and taking the medals from girls, women who have fought their entire life to reach that moment. If we're going to do it, let's just do it and get it over with so the whole world can see it. No more of this. We're going to compete at the national level, at the, at the regional level. Let's just do it worldwide. Let people see what a farce this is. So then we can finally get rid of it. So yeah, as stupid as it is, if, if we're going to get there, let's get there. Let's show how ridiculous it is and, and get, and get past it. So that's what, that's my position. One more thing. We'll have to see. Yeah, One more go thing ahead. if I could. So so why do we have a, a men's and women's differences in the sport if we're not going to actually adhere to that? Right? Well, that's the, whole, that's the whole deal. I don't yeah. understand this. I really don't understand this, man. I mean, this is an international body that suddenly has to recognize our, our culture, I guess. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I don't know how this I, one shakes out in an international stage. It's Well, basically, they're, they're saying that she know she... She. she is saying that this person no longer has a biological advantage for spending their entire childhood, adolescence, puberty into adulthood, that they no longer have a Bull. competitive advantage. Bull. That muscle it's, tissue never goes away. Yeah. I mean, come Bone on. density never goes right. away. <laughs> it's just so dumb. I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on yeah, this because we're going to we're going to get to this a lot because we're going to see a lot of really ridiculous stories about LGBT Pride Month, but just wanted to let everyone know if they haven't already known this, it is LGBT Pride Month. So as the kids do it on the TikTok, we're gonna lay it out a shh, shh for LGBT Pride Month. And I welcome 
the memes and ridiculous stories that we will be able to cover during this month. Okay, let's dive into it. Let's dive into it. We're talking about leftists sabotaging the audits, the election integrity efforts. We're going to start with Texas. Texas has a bill. You go ahead and put up my screen. This is the bill. It's, it's, it's Senate Bill 7. Senate Bill 7. Um, a bill to be enacted, an act, and it says, relating to elections, including election integrity, security, creating a criminal offense, providing civil penalties. Basically, this is Texas's response, the Texas legislature's response to all of the allegations of voter fraud that we have covered over the past, however many months. It feels like an eternity, but over the last half year or so. This is Texas's response. Georgia had their response. This is Texas's response. The bill was delayed. They were delaying it, delaying it, delaying it, and they finally brought it up for a vote on Sunday. Sunday was the last day of the Texas legislature session. Now, in Texas, the legislature meets every two years, every other year. So if you don't get something in, that's it. Well, obviously, the governor can bring them back to an emergency session, which we'll talk about in a second. But the Democrats love doing this, especially in Texas. They, they filibuster, they, they stall, and they block legislation from being enacted during the regular session, forcing them to bring a special session. They basically, they act like they've accomplished something, and then Republicans just come back in in a couple of weeks and push it through. Anyway, but in Texas, this bill, and we'll get, through, we'll get into what the bill includes, because it's not what the left is claiming it is. They're claiming that this is Jim Crow, that this is, they love calling it Jim Crow. They're claiming that this is racism personified, <laughs> embodied, the very core of racism. It's not. But so on Sunday, it was supposed to go for a vote in the, in the legislature, and the Democrats walked out. Let's listen to this. This is a, a, a news reporter covering it. Let's play cut one. Republican plans to overhaul election laws in Texas were stopped in their tracks last night when Democrats staged a dramatic walkout. The bill limits mail-in ballots, early voting, and hours for special Sunday voting. The walkout left the state House of Representatives without enough members to act before a midnight deadline as the verbal jousting continued. Am I seeing that we don't have a quorum and Essentially, it looks to me like the Democrats left the House floor and they're neglecting their duty that they swore an oath to make to do. They were prepared to cut us off and try to silence us. We were not going to let them do that. And that's why Democrats used the last tool available to us. Republican Governor Greg Abbott vowed to call the legislature back for a special session to pass the bill. Republicans in more than a dozen other states have moved to restrict voting access since last year's election. So that's basically how PBS covered it. Essentially, the Democrats, understanding that the session ends at midnight, walked out. They denied them the quorum. We, we talked about this in terms of the United States Senate. Basically, the quorum is how many people have to be present in order for that body to do business. So technically, if they all leave, there's not enough butts in the seats, and they can't have the quorum, and they can't conduct business. So that's what the Democrats did on Sunday. They just walked out. Rather than debating, rather than accepting the fact that they don't have the votes, they left. They, they walked out. Now, normally, if this had happened earlier in the legislative session, then they would have the sergeant at arms and, and sheriffs and the state police, the Texas Rangers, go out and track them down and compel them to come back. I mean, that's the worst case scenario. That's the last ditch effort to compel them to come back, actually arresting them and dragging them here back, back in. But because it, it, this happened on the last day, in the final hours of the legislative session, there wasn't any time to have the, the sergeant arms go and, and grab them, compel them. 
And even if there was, they're hiding, you know, Democrats, they're shifty. They're going to find nice little hiding places. So they were able to basically stall long enough for the clock to strike midnight and deny Republicans the butts in the seats, the quorum that they needed to pass this new election integrity bill into law. Let's go over a bit of what it includes. Um, We're going to jump ahead to cut three. This is Greg Abbott a couple of days ago talking about what the bill includes. Let's play cut three. When will you sign this bill? So it hasn't finally been passed. It should pass this coming week, and I'll be signing it immediately. What this law really does, and so in in Texas, uh, every session we focus on making sure we have safe and secure elections, and this has absolutely nothing to do with the past presidential election. But one thing that we do know in Texas, uh, and that is that mail-in ballot mail-in ballots are rife with fraud, uh, as well as ballot harvesting. And i got to tell you this very quick, Maria, and that is, it's not not me talking. Uh, It's a a federal judge appointed by Barack Obama in Texas that made a ruling that said that that ballot harvesting and and mail-in ballots uh, fraud happens in abundance in the state of Texas. Barack Obama himself, with Joe Biden, his vice president, uh, they investigated and prosecuted a a ballot harvesting scheme in South Texas uh, where they were using cocaine to buy votes. We're just trying to make sure that we crack down on voter fraud like that. So pretty common sense stuff. I'll read a little bit of the bill what was in the bill, as you could read at the start of it, it prohibits sending unsolicited mail-in ballot applications by elections offices. So if anyone wants to vote absentee, which in Texas, you have to have a good reason. You can't just say, I don't want to go. You have to provide a medical reason or be disabled or elderly, some kind of legitimate reason to get an absentee ballot. So it prohibits the sending of unsolicited mail ballot applications. It bans paid ballot harvesting. So so Democrats will no longer be able to pay people minimum wage to go door to door to collect filled in and unfilled in, if we're being completely honest, ballots. We know that ballot harvesting is one of the ways that Democrats have tried to steal elections. And we saw this happen actually in San Antonio, in Texas. There was that case, there, uh, it was Project Veritas. They, they, they found the woman who was working for a Republican, but secretly ballot harvesting for Democrats, taking the votes and making sure they vote Democrat. It's happening in Texas. We've we've covered this on the show. We we spent a lot of time talking about um, Sheila Jackson Lee's district and how that is likely her wins were likely fraudulent given the way that ballots were turned in. We we I'll, I'll see if Mr. Producer can find the number in the past and we'll include it in the description when we publish this episode. But basically, in Sheila Jackson Lee's district, one concerned citizen, not even a governmental body, concerned citizen, just went through all of the scans of the ballot return envelopes and the, and the ballot applications, the mail-in ballot applications, and found that they were all in the same handwriting, all from mailed from the same post office. So obviously fraudulent, obviously fraudulent. It, it's illegal for anyone to do that in Texas. So this bill, Senate Bill 7, would ban paid voter harvesting. No longer allowed to have ballot harvesting and pay someone to do it. I guess then they'll, they'll probably claim that they're volunteers and, and pay them in stipends or something. So then the legislature will have to come back and ban that. But it's a good it's a good start. It protects poll watchers' right to meaningful observation of all election and vote tabulation activities. So in Texas, 
federal judges or local judges would no longer be able to do what we saw in other states where they're counting ballots and they're basically having the Republican poll watchers stand 200 feet away with binoculars. Not going to happen. It, this bill would require that poll watchers have meaningful observation. And then it also expands and improves real-time civil enforcement remedies for election violations. I want to show this one. Go ahead, put up image one. This is a provision of the bill that Democrats are going crazy over. Image number one. This was section 232.063. It's just entitled overturning election. And this is what it says for everyone listening to the audio version. If the number of votes illegally cast in the election is equal to or greater than the number of votes necessary to change the outcome of an election, the court may declare the election void without attempting to determine how individual voters voted. So a little bit, a little bit of legalese there. Basically what they're saying is that if someone wins an election and they identify more illegal votes than the difference between the two candidates, the courts are allowed to presume that the illegal ballots help the winner. That's a big deal because what Democrats have always said, we've seen, we've seen the transition. Oh, well, there's no vote, voter fraud. And then they transition to, oh, well, there's not enough voter fraud to affect the election because there's there, you found voter fraud, but, but the margin is bigger than the number of votes you found. Well, understanding that, that, <laughs> that slippery slope, you know that the next step Democrats would take would be, oh, well, even though you found more votes than the difference between the candidates, we, you can't be sure that all of those illegal votes were cast for one, for one guy. So you, you can't presume that. Th that's probably where Democrats would go next. This cuts the legs out from under them and says, if there are more illegal ballots discovered than the difference between the two candidates, the court may presume that those illegal ballots decided the election and basically declare it null and void. Big deal. Democrats are furious about that one. And understandably, they're, they're terrified. If I was a Democrat, I'd be terrified of that provision as well. Here's a clip of Democrats promising that even though they just walked out, they're going to try and keep fighting. I believe this is from MSNBC. Let's play cut number two. If Congress doesn't do anything on a federal level, what happens? It's not just Texas. At this point, 14 states have passed new restrictive voting laws since the beginning of the year. If something right. doesn't happen in Washington, where are we headed? Well, Stephanie, I think what you continue to see is a battle uh, between those who are in favor of expanding voter access and those who are in, uh, you know, seeking to curtail uh, that access to the ballot especially at the state level. Uh, the thing about this, yes, uh, you know, these efforts are meant to, uh, to suppress uh, voting, uh, voter access, especially for that expanded electorate. But uh, the other thing that this, you know, that we have seen that this is doing is, is, is really galvanizing a lot of these communities that, that, um, that this legislation is meant to, well, not necessarily meant to, but, but the, who we know will be impacted uh, by, by uh, these kinds of measures. And, and, and they see uh, this, as, as uh, a lot of activists that I'm talking to, organizers, voters, are saying that they are determined uh, to cast their ballot, even uh, in the face of, of these measures. I think you saw a lot of that in uh, this last election and uh, the folks that got uh, elected officials uh, into office, Democrats, in spite of uh, these laws being passed, being discussed, uh, the rigged election uh, conversation being, you know, happening in this last election. They are now calling on their Democratic members of Congress uh, to to really uh, fight for them as hard as they fought. So, it's all it's all BS. But you see the the number of states. That map is correct when they're talking about all the fourteen some odd different states that have passed election integrity bills. Yes, 
they have identified what the Democrats did, which beyond the electronic voting machines, which we, we have our suspicions, we have our hypotheses, and we have a lot of evidence now from these different audits to support those. We know that the other way that the Democrats stole the election was to change the rules. They went court to court and they changed the rules to make it easier for their candidate to win, make it easier to flood the, the, the ballot boxes with more Democrat votes. They put a ballot, uh, they put a collection box on every street corner, right? It felt like it in Atlanta. Well, how can you possibly have eyes on all of those ballot drop box locations? You can't. You have no idea who what people are doing after hours. You have no idea who's dropping the ballot off. Is it them? Is it the voter? Is it a family member? Or is it an illegal ballot harvester? You have no idea, right? So Democrats did that in the lead up to the election, made sure that there were drop boxes under the argument that black people apparently, not, not me, I'm just trying to summarize the Democrats, the Democrats' policies, that black people are, I don't too poor, too dumb to figure out how to drop off their ballot normally. There needs to be a ballot drop box every 100 feet. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but that's basically the Democrats' argument. And if you do not put a ballot box, drop box everywhere, that is racist because you know that black people need a ballot drop box everywhere. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to vote. Well, that's that's kind of dumb. That's kind of dumb considering the fact that there's a mailbox outside of every house, every outside of every apartment in every major business, right? <laughs> there's even just mailboxes on the street for them to drop their mail-in ballot there. Or they can go to a post office or they can go to an actual election office, a, a, a town hall, a county building, right? All different places where they're allowed to go. There's already an abundance of places where they can put their ballot and that be their vote. But no, we needed drop boxes everywhere. Why? Because you can't, you can't keep an eye on the drop boxes if there's one on every corner. Can't do it. Well, the Texas bill would limit that, limit how many drop boxes would be allowed. Something that also happened in Texas this past year was drive-through voting. And this is something we've talked about on the show at length. Texas technically says, the law says each polling place shall be located inside a building. So it seemed like a pretty cut and dry thing, right? If the polling place is inside the building and poll workers walk outside of the building and, and basically allow people to vote from inside of their car just by rolling down their window, hand them a tablet, they vote. Then that polling place isn't inside of a building. It's it's curbside. Well, the courts actually refused to interpret that very plain language as written. They refused. They just flat out refused and basically declared that outside voting counts as inside of a house because like so many challenges, Republicans waited too long. Latches. You waited too long to file your challenge. Therefore, we're going to allow lawlessness and unconstitutional behavior because you didn't catch them quick enough. I mean, that's how idiotic the concept of latches being applied to illegal elections activities. The idea that that you can break the law and as long as you're not caught fast enough, it can stay. I mean, that's that's hogwash. It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. It, you never allow it never be applied to any other crime. Obviously, there's a statute of limitations. One year, two year, five years, depending on the crime. The statute of limitations is very different than seeking civil remedies or seeking a court injunction. That's very different than a statute of limitations. Basically applying a statute of limitations to civil cases and, and, and seeking injunctive relief. Oh no, you waited, you waited two weeks. Uh, you waited two weeks. You, sh you should have gone earlier. 
But then the, the idiocy of that is that if you file the lawsuit before you've been harmed, they say that no one's been harmed. You don't have a case. You don't have standing. Incredible. Well, the Texas bill, Senate Bill 7, addresses the issue of curbside voting as well. We can go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. So the green parts are the additions. So the green are, are amendments and anything in red, it's being stricken from the bill. So you can see right there, section 306, uh, sorry, section 43.031B had previously said each polling place shall be lo located inside of a building. Seems cut and dry. Apparently that wasn't good enough. So the new language of this bill, Senate Bill 7 says, a polling place may not be located in a tent or other temporary movable structure or in a facility primarily designed for motor vehicles. No voter may cast a vote from inside a motor vehicle unless the voter meets the requirements of section 64.009. I, I guess there's there's some dis disability, I would imagine, has, has to do with disabilities. So pretty common sense, right? <laughs> the courts refuse to interpret the language as written. So we're going to fix that. We're going to, <laughs> we can't let anything go without saying, because the judges are just going to do what they do. <laughs> so then they, they amend it. And now the Democrats are saying, well, that's, that's anti-black. What? How is it? What? No, how, how, no. Last year was the first time that anyone was ever allowed to vote from a car. How can you say that it's racist to say, yeah, we don't want to do that anymore. It's not it. And when, when we know that that practice was illegal, just because just the judges refused to intervene because they said you filed your lawsuit too late, just because the judges refused to intervene doesn't change the fact that it was illegal. And, and is, is that the new standard? Democrats get away with doing something once and it's all of a sudden they have a right to do it. And anyone who dares challenge it is racist or sexist or homophobic. Is that the new standard? Because th that, that's, I mean, obviously, that's what, this, uh, that's what they think. But it's pretty terrifying, no? It's pretty terrifying. So Greg Abbott is, is coming in with a number, a number of, of really good tweets. Um, let's, go, uh, let's go ahead and go to my screen. This is Greg Abbott's response to the Democrats running out the clock and refusing to show up. This is what Greg Abbott said. He said, I will veto Article 10 of the budget passed by the legislature. Article 10 funds the legislative branch. No pay for those who abandon their responsibilities. Stay tuned. So how does this work? Well, in Texas, the governor can have a line item veto. He doesn't have to veto the entire budget. He can veto individual parts. So if the Democrats don't want to show up to work, Greg Abbott can go in there and he can scratch out the line that says Democrats get paid when they show up to work. Now, it's very punitive because it wouldn't just affect the legislature only gets, I think they only get paid $600 a week or a month. It's it's not a whole lot. It's not really a full-time job to be a, a Texas, um, to be in the Texas legislature. It's not. It's either $600 a month or $600 a week. $600 a month seems like it's not enough. I think it's $600 a week, but it could be either or. So, Yes, it would stop them from getting paid, but Article 10 would also stop all the staffers from being paid as well, which is very, very punitive because those are people who that is their full-time job. They don't make a ton by, by private sector standards, but that still is their full-time job. So, so stopping them from getting their paycheck would be very punitive, but it is something that Greg Abbott has the right to do as governor to have a line item veto and stop them from paying, from getting paid. So we'll have to see how this all works out. He's also very confident that this is going to work out well for the Republicans. Go back to my screen. 
this is another tweet that Greg Abbott put out. The last time a stunt like this happened was Wendy Davis. We all know how that story ends as ended. As you remember, as you might remember, Wendy Davis, she was, she was pro abortion, pro death of unborn children. She staged a filibuster. I think she spoke for like 31 hours, made a whole deal of it. Nationwide media coverage. She was the darling of the leftist media. And she was able to run out the clock and stop a Texas abortion bill from passing. Well, what did Republicans do? They let her have her moment in the sun and the session ended and they came back in an emergency session. They passed the bill anyway. So what Greg Abbott is saying here is like, okay, have your fun. You think you've won. Just wait. uh, He's going to call them back into an emergency session and and they'll vote on it just in a couple weeks. So that's what is going to be happening. We can take down my screen now, Mr. Producer. That's going to be happening in Texas shortly. And, uh, and it, we do, we do have this. Let's go, we'll go back to my screen one more time. One more time from Greg Abbott. He's saying that this session, we passed legislation to secure our borders, support our police, expand second amendment rights, defend religious liberty and protect life. It was one of the most conservative sessions our state has ever seen, but there's more work, but there's more we must do to ensure a brighter future for Texas election integrity, integrity and bail reform were must pass emergency items. I expect legislators to work out their differences before the special session. So let's go down to this. Basically, he's hinting that there will be a special session. So Governor Greg Abbott today issued a statement upon the conclusion of the 87th regular legislative session. He said, from day one of this session, our priorities were centered around hardworking Texans and building a state that is safer, freer, healthier, and more prosperous. We added to that the imperative that we secure the Texas power system to ensure it never fails again. We kept those promises while also delivering one of the most conservative legislative sessions our state has ever seen. We passed legislation to secure our borders, support our police, expand Second Amendment rights, defend religious liberty, and protect the sanctity of life in Texas. We also enacted several key emergency items like reforming the Electrical Reliability Council of Texas, thank goodness, weatherizing and stabilizing our power grid, ensuring COVID-19 liability protections, and expanding access to broadband and telemedicine. However, there is more we can and must do to ensure a brighter future for Texas. At the beginning of the legislative session, I declared election integrity and bail reform to be must-pass emergency items. I am deeply disappointed and concerned for Texans that neither reached my desk. Ensuring the integrity of our elections and reforming a broken bail system remain emergencies in Texas, which is why these items, along with other priority items, will be added to the special session agenda. I expect legislators to have worked out their differences prior to arriving back at the Capitol so they can hit the ground running to pass legislation related to these emergency items and other priority legislation. During the special session, we will continue to advance the policies that put the people of Texas first. Go ahead and take that down. It's a... Listen, we talked about this at the start. It's a competition. Who's going to be more conservative? Is it going to be Abbott? Is it going to be DeSantis? Here I thought that DeSantis signing that bill, banning transgender women from girls' sports on the first day of LGBT Pride Month, I thought that was going to take the cake. And here now we have Abbott coming in saying, okay, you had your little stunt. I'm going to use my power to call in a special session to force it through anyway. And if you still refuse, I'm going to not pay you. This is, I don't know. Comment in the, in, the, in the comment section. Who do you think is more conservative? Obviously, they're both great. Who do you think is winning the battle to be the most conservative? Is it, is it Abbott of Texas or is it DeSantis of Florida? Interested to see what you guys think. Post that in the comment section. I'll tell you though, <laughs> it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. What's also really fun to watch is how many people, how many listeners have signed up for Air Med Care Network. Now, this is one of the sponsors. We're very picky with who we allow to be sponsors on our show. And Airmed Care Network, it fit the bill. It is a company that provides health insurance 
specific type of insurance for you if you ever need to be airlifted, airlifted, transported by helicopter to a hospital during a medical emergency. Now, we've had people in our office who've had to be airlifted or have had their children airlifted, and the bills are tremendous, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 to take a short helicopter ride from one town to another. No one should ever have to worry about those bills because, yeah, your health insurance not going to cover it. They won't even cover regular ambulances. So that's why we're proud to partner with Airmate Care Network for as low as $85 a year. And it's less if you're a senior citizen, less if you buy three or five years at a time. But if you buy one year, $85 for the whole year protects not just you, not just your spouse, but your household. Should any of them ever need to be airlifted after a medical emergency? It's common sense if you live in a rural suburban area or you like to spend a lot of time outdoors, this really is must-have insurance coverage. If, you're tra- if, if disaster strikes and you need to be airlifted and you're transported by an AMCN provider, you won't pay a penny for that transport. So you're going to want to go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. All right. Mr. Producer, any, any word on Joe? Do we know where Joe is? Uh, nothing. I haven't heard from him. So I was okay. actually, you actually caught me eating gummy bears. Sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't want to chew in your ear. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I know how you feel about that one. So I, st- I know, 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 I know. Everyone say, Mr. Producer, put down the gummy bears. <laughs> so they hopefully from a friend, I have to eat them. I'm obligated. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So we, lots of people in the comments section. Um, I'm going to just make, make it like this. Um, we're going to put up a, a poll on, on the Facebook feed. Who is more conservative? Is it DeSantis or is it Abbott? And I might have misspelled one of their names. Apologies if I did. I'm just trying to get it done quickly. Um, that should be running now. Yes, should be running now on the Facebook stream. So go ahead and refresh your stream if you haven't already, and you should see it now. Um, okay, so big news in Texas. That's that's really big news. And it's going to do lots of, the, lots of those things, banning it's basically the bill takes issue with all of the ways that Democrats have cheated in other states and make sure it can never happen in Texas, which is why Democrats are so against it. That's why Democrats are so terrified of it. So that's what's happening in Texas. Even though the Democrats were able to were able to kind of, I don't know, kind of kind of wiggle out a, a temporary victory, it doesn't look like that's going to be a, uh, it's going to be pretty short lived. So now let, let's shift to Arizona. We got some news in Arizona. This happened last week, but I don't think we ever covered it. So I want to cover it here. Go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Mr. Producer. The Appropriations Committee in the Arizona Legislature voted to strip, oh my God, the, <laughs> the skincare ads are a little excessive. Um, Appropriations Committee votes to strip Secretary of State Katie Hobbs of her election roles. Now this outlet, ABC, said it was political score settling no, what, what they basically the legislature did is they identified Katie Hobbs, a Democrat, as unable to fulfill her duties to faithfully and without bias exercise certain controls over the election process. She's as biased as they get. And we're going to play a clip of her in, in, in a couple of minutes. So basically, the, the Republican-controlled legislature in their appropriations committee stripped her of her authority over election, I believe until 2023, and instead gave that authority to another member of government, another official government who happens to be a Republican. So they say, oh, score setting, score setting. Well, if if they 
<laughs> if they don't want score settling, then people like Katie Hobbs shouldn't be out there condemning a legal audit, a legal forensic audit. She's out there calling it a sham, calling it a farce. How could anyone in government who openly and unapologetically calls an, a legitimate audit to be a farce possibly be trusted with upholding election laws? Of course not. She had to be removed. Of course. We go ahead and take that down. This is a video. Um, I believe Katie Hobbs is in the video explaining why she was stripped of her position. Let's play cut number four. Secretary, um, this bill is intended to only stay in effect through the end of your term, and then it expires once you're gone. Do you see this as anything other than retaliation? Absolutely not. That is 100% what this is. Retaliation for me doing the job that the Arizona voters elected me to do. And it is blatantly unconstitutional. If it becomes law, what does it mean for your ability to do your actual job? Quite frankly, it'll make it very difficult to do my job. As the chief election officer of the state, if somebody files a suit over an election issue, I'm the named defendant. And this would not allow me to, to, to be the defendant. It would give the attorney general carte blanche to respond to these lawsuits however he saw fit, which in the last several months has not been on the side of Arizona voters, which is partly why this is happening right now. If it becomes law, can you challenge it? Oh, we certainly intend to challenge it if it becomes law. It is blatantly unconstitutional. The legislature is trying to strip me of duties that are assigned in our state's constitution, and they just cannot do that. About the broader issue of the election audit that you've been speaking out about, my colleague Kyung La has been covering the audit since it began, and she spoke yesterday with the state um, Senate president, Karen Fan, who is leading right, the push it, cut it, cut for it. this audit. Enough of the and propaganda. Enough of the propaganda. CNN is down 70% in their viewership. And I always get, a, I always feel kind of gross, like I need to take a shower whenever we play CNN clips because, well, I, I got these online, so I didn't watch. So it didn't add to the viewership, but it still kind of feel, makes me feel a little dirty, um, <laughs> even, even showing that, um, no, CNN, they're trash. Katie Hobbs, she's trash. And, and since we don't have Joe, I'll have to, I'll have to synonym check myself. We go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Today's synonym of the day is flapdoodle. Flapdoodle, language, behavior, ideas that are absurd or co and contrary to good sense. We have exhausted most of the trash synonyms in the English language. Now we are going into British English, the Queen's English. And that's where we get this fabulous word, flapdoodle. Hashtag the left are flapdoodle. Is it flapdoodle, flapdoodles? Oh, I love it. I think it's flapdoodle. I say we call it flapdoodle. I think we have to have a flapdoodle t-shirt. I think, <laughs> I think it's flapdoodle. Hashtag it's the left are flapdoodle. They're flap doodle. Um, so that, and anyone who's looking at this whole list of synonyms that we have for British English, we got balderdash, applesauce, horse feathers, well, crapola. Save those, save those, save those. No, 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 no. We're, them, we're, we're, Come on, no. I know, we'll, we'll get there. We, we'll get there. We just, we got here by blatherskite, which was our synonym last week. So hashtag the left are flap doodle. I like flapdoodle better than saying they're flapdoodles. I do too. Well, on the other side, the <laughs> it does. It does. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk. We're going to shift gears a little bit and go to Georgia because something happened in recent days in Georgia. Stunning. You had the building 
supposedly the secure building holding all of the ballots for that new audit taking place about to take place broken into security alarm goes off and all of a sudden when they get there the, the the doors are wide open and no one is there protecting it even though the court had ordered them to be under 24 7 police protection Ooh, not good not good it's funny how this always seems to happen whenever there's an audit right before the arizona audit there were there was a fire at the house of one of the i believe one of the board of supervisors um <laughs> just his barn caught on fire oh interesting interesting fun stuff so we're going to get to that on the other side of the break we're also going to take your calls 888-441-1121. I want to know what you have to think about the Texas bill. Let me know what you think about Katie Hobbs, Arizona. What do you think about any of this news concerning election integrity, the audits, and the left's attempt to sabotage them? I want to hear from you. So call in 888-441-1121, and we'll get back on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. 